Hello, this is the Tribe Stories, the curated sermons, conversations, and collections of poetry of the Tribe Lagos. The Tribe Lagos is a gospel expression based in the city of Lagos, committed to reaching the next generation with the message of God's love and grace. May this refresh and revive you as you listen. Can I, can I ask you just to pray before I... I want you to pray for yourself and, and, and say to the Lord, I, I am here to, today. Help me to, to get everything that you want me to have. Don't, don't let me miss out. Don't, don't let me... Don't let my perception, don't let my thoughts drift away from the season and the times that we're in. Lord, Lord, help me to really show others who you really are as opposed to who I've perceived you to be. Lord, everything that is not true, that I believed, Lord, take it away. Give me truth. Set me free from bondage and captivity. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. I I am quite conscious of the fact that there, there are many people who've got different needs in this place. You know, I, I don't know. The good thing about it is if you're not, if you're invited to come to a church, you don't know people. So you're kind of free to say what you want because you don't know the people personally, right? And I'm quite conscious that in this room, there will be people who've got different needs. They're battling with different issues. You know, some may be financial, some maybe emotional some may be marital some may be children you know everybody's got different needs in, in this place and when you you come to church you you want those needs met am i right you, you you want god to do a miracle you want god to do something in your circumstance but i'm conscious of that but i'm also conscious of the fact that i, I don't deserve to stand here before you and preach the gospel that's the truth. Because we've all lived lives that, that are not worthy of speaking about. But I'm also conscious that I'm a child of God, saved by His grace. I've been redeemed. My, my sins are forgiven. And, and, and as a Christian preacher, I've got to be conscious that my, my ultimate goal is to make sure that you get there. Amen? That the ultimate goal is to make sure that you, you, you get there. If you don't get there, it's a waste of time. If you don't actually get to heaven, it's a waste of time. Everything that you've done will be in vain. Are you, are you with me? Everything that you serve, every time that you spend reading the Bible, every time you spend coming to church, is just a waste of time. Because, I, like I said on Friday, God is not going to change his word or his will for any one of us. We have to be submitted to him. So what I want to do this morning as I pray, as I as I seek the face, as I was seeking the face of God, I want to break a myth. How many people will say they're born again? If you're a born again Christian, just put your hand up. Right? You say I'm, I'm, I'm born again. This is not a trick question because because I think now people now recognize this, this is trick. This is not a trick question. This is if you feel that you're born again a Christian and okay. Now how many people kind of recognize that when people look at you, they sometimes don't see 
a Christ-like person. Amen. Is it, you know, they don't see a Christ-like person. My, my sister, who is a, an evangelist, you know, I told you I had to go to a wedding this morning. Yeah, yeah, so yesterday. And, I, and I, after the vigil, I got back home, slept for about an hour, jumped up because I wanted to surprise my sister. She didn't know I was coming, right? Only to get to Ibadan to realize that the wedding had been canceled. Yeah, <laughs> um, they, they had canceled the wedding. So she called me, she called me this morning and she was very bitter about the situation. Immediately, she just blustered out, you know, those words that I say, I can't say anymore. And as soon as she said those words, my spirit said, my sister, you're an evangelist. How can those words come out of your mouth? Because she was hurting. Her son was supposed to get married, and the mother-in-law, well, what the mother-in-law, the woman, of the, you know, kind of messed the whole thing up, and so they cancelled the wedding after the whole invitations had been sent out, and, and she forgot to tell me that the wedding wasn't hosting. Well, I could have had some sleep last night. The Bible says the old men will dream dreams, and I, and I was looking to dream, but I, I couldn't. But can I break something this one? Can somebody read for me? This is what I do and I like to get people involved. And I need you to have a pen or an iPad or a piece of paper or something because I'm going to run through some scriptures. Is that okay? How many hours do I have? Hmm? This is hard. Okay. <laughs> right. For, I want to run through something. Now, can somebody read John chapter 3 verse 1 to 7? Just John chapter 3 verse 1 to 7. I, I want to deal with the myth of what it of being born again quickly. John chapter 3, anybody can read. Uh, and preferably be not people on this side, more people on that side. So, it, yeah. Mm -hmm. Come from God. For no one can do these things that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Most assuredly I say to you, Unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, He must be born again. Thank you. We're in a season when the, when the world is seeking Christians who are living for God. Would you agree? And, and Nigeria as a nation is at the verge of being bankrupt in Christianity if care is not taken. People are getting fed up with religion. They're getting fed up with the fact that somebody says you're a Christian and you look at their life and you cannot see the Christ-like nature in them. Now, some of us also who have been Christians for quite a while, we became saved and we found out that we're still struggling with stuff. I mean, when I became a Christian, I stopped all. I mean, the first thing I did was I got rid of all my worldly CDs. I, I packed them somewhere. I got rid of all that music, the junk, the R. Kelly's, the bump and grind and stuff. I got rid of them, put them in a cabinet, right? And I was on fire for God. So I thought. And I was going to church seven days a week. I was doing something in the, in the kingdom. But 10 months after I got saved, I found myself in fornication and I couldn't tally how can I be a Christian and be in fornication 
are, are you with me? And, and nobody explained to me how this Christian thing worked. So here I was, I, I said I was born, I received the Spirit of God, I confessed that Jesus was my Lord and Savior, but I found myself in sin. And I was devastated, I was broken, I didn't know what to do. I ran to church, I, I ran to my friends, and, and they just kept on saying, yeah, 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 we know, you know, this, this, these things happen. But nobody explained to me what it really meant to be born again. So here I am thinking I'm born again. I actually thought at a point I was not born again. Do you understand? I thought I was not living this life. This is a big struggle. Sometimes I, like you said, I, I got angry and, I, and I, I had a temper and things were not working out well. And I said, how can I say I am a Christian? Yeah. And be. And, and my life like this was different. And when I walked in the church, people say, man of God, because they would see the things that I was doing. I mean, we were praying for the sick. We were the people were God was healing people. But yet I knew deep down something was wrong. This is not what I read in the book of Acts. This is not what I saw in scripture. I saw men who were sold out for God. I knew I wasn't sold out for God. I was afraid to die. I was afraid if I didn't have money. I was afraid of all these things. Yet through his mercies, I began to say, God, you need to teach me what is going on. So towards the end of that year, God began to explain the difference between being born again and saved. Are you with me, church? Because most born again Christians will say they are, right? They say, I am saved. But how can you say you're saved if you don't make heaven? Are you with me, church? There's no point in kidding ourselves. If a person dies and they do not get to heaven, they can never say they're saved. Now what people are confusing is that the fact that I'm doing stuff for God equates my salvation. You know, we speak about the love of God. The love of God is not built on what I do for Him. It's built on what He does in me. Do you see the difference? God has to work it out in me. And we use these phrases that you come to God just as you are, which is correct, but God never leaves you as you are. He has to change you. So I began to ask God, what is the meaning of being born again? What is the meaning of this spirit-filled life? Which is what we read in John chapter 3, verses 1 to 7. He says, except a man be born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot what? enter the kingdom of God we need to unpack those phrases but we also need to understand where did the text come from Nicodemus was a was a was was a scribe he was a he will be someone like who's in the senate today he will be a minister in the senate today right and he comes to Jesus at night and he uses these words what are the first words he uses he says Nicodemus came to Jesus at night right okay scribe read say again verse one Thank you. It says no one can do these signs, right? Yeah? Except God is with him. Okay? It says no one can do these signs. So we know you are a man who has come from God. We've been observing you. We've looked at the things that you're doing on the outside. We see the miracles. We see the healing. We see the stuff that you're doing. Man, you must be a man of God. Okay? But then Jesus then goes on further. He changes the subject, but it seems like he changes the subject, but he doesn't. Jesus says, except a man be born again, he cannot see 
the kingdom it doesn't correlate to what he said but you will understand it in a few minutes what he said was look you need to see the kingdom the miracles that you see are not the kingdom they're just signs of the kingdom you need to see the real kingdom I are, are, are you with me church says you need to see and except you're born again except you're born of the Spirit of God you cannot see that kingdom what he doesn't say is when you are born again you will go to heaven does he say that in the scriptures yeah let me show you a passage that says Romans chapter 8 verse 14 can somebody read it for me please actually before we do Romans hold on can somebody read John 1 12 John 1 12 go he said as many as received him he gave them what powers to what did he call them children of God did he call them children of God or sons did he call them sons of what did he what did he say no he didn't call them sons of God says power to become says as many received him he gave them powers to become is that not what he says he doesn't say or in some verses says he gave them the right to become he doesn't call them now read Romans 8 14 What's the difference? That's an assurance. If you're led by the Spirit of God, you are the Son of God. So when you receive, when you become born again, you've been given the power to become. It doesn't mean that you are. It's just been given to you. Now let, let's break it down. Let's understand this thing. Because if we don't understand it, we'll still remain confused. Now when you become born again, what happens is this. God deposits His Spirit in you. Okay? But before you became born again, you were receiving information from the world. Am, am I right? Are you, are you following me? So you're receiving stuff from the world. All the world that was, everything that you knew was coming from the world. When you become born again, the Spirit of God comes into you. Therefore, you can now understand what God is saying. It doesn't stop the information coming from the world. You now have two sets of information. You've got the Spirit information coming to you and you've got the world information coming to you. Are, 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 you, are, you following, are you following the logic? It doesn't, that is the reason why many people who are Christians still struggle. Because they've got the world and they've got the, they've got the spirit. And, and so the, the question then is, who do you choose to follow at that point in time determines who your master is? Romans chapter 5, 6, Romans chapter 6. Can somebody read it? 6 verse 15, 16 and 17. I need to break this down because if you don't know how this process works, you cannot make it. Shall we sin because we are not under the law but under grace? By no means. Don't you know that when you offer yourselves to someone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one you obey, whether they are slaves to sin, which leads to death or to obedience, which leads to righteousness. But thanks be to God that though you used to be slaves to sin, you have come to obey from the heart the pattern of teaching that has now claimed you. your allegiance. He says, don't you know who you offer yourselves to? 
God, if you notice that never Jesus never cast out any sin. Do you notice that? He never cast out, he said, lost, come out. Anger, come out. Did you notice that even in the Old Testament? The problem is when you receive the information from God, you then choose who you obey. And this is the myth of being born again. The myth thinks that I'm born again, I, I, you know, I can do it. But the Bible says that the Spirit tells you what He wants you to do. The world tells you what to do. When you choose to follow the Spirit, power is released for obedience. So if you sin as a Christian, it's because you made a choice to sin. You can't say you fell into temptation. Christians don't fall into temptation. They walk into it because they made a decision that that is the way they want to go. In, in Galatians it says, do not be deceived, God is not mocked. What a man sows, that he will reap. If you sow to the flesh, you will of the flesh reap corruption. And if you sow into the spirit of the spirit, you will reap life. Now the reason why this is important is because a lot of people, a lot of people say I'm going to church and, and it's all about this thing that I'm doing. But the problem is that you are not living the spirit life because you do not know that the spirit life is being given to you, but you don't know how to use it. You don't know what to do. So here you are, you get angry. It doesn't mean that you're going to be perfect and you get angry. Now when you get angry, it's, just, it's God showing you that I need to do something in your life. I, do, you, are you, do you understand that? Because don't forget that all your sins are covered. But as you walk with God, God begins to expose you to you. Do, do you understand that? He begins to, so, so here you are. That's why you can never be proud. That's why you can never be arrogant. Because this is not your work. This is the work of the Spirit. So when I got saved, after 10 months of walking with the Lord, and loss came up, God said, I need to deal with loss in your life. But I'm not dealing with the symptoms. I need to deal with the roots of it. I, 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 are you following me? So the problem was this, was that I never, I thought, you know, I, I'm saved and, and I'm going to walk with God, I'm going to obey God. But all of a sudden I found myself in this compromising position, right? And therefore God had to deal with it because he already knew that loss was there. Loss had never left me, right? But God wanted to deal with me, so he exposed me to me. So when I understood that I was lossful, I had to go back to him, which is what we read in um, Hebrews chapter 4 verses 15 and 16 can somebody read it thank you so what you get is this God exposes you to something now many people run away from God instead of running to God when you find yourself in sin you run to him because now you need his mercy so you come to the throne of grace say God I've discovered I've got this thing in my life it is sin you don't like it I know you don't like it now I'm asking you Lord please forgive me I am sorry for this sin now Lord give me the power not to do it again that's how you live the Christian life that's how you live the spirit filled life that's why it is impossible for those who live as Christians to perpetually continue in sin. You, you can't. You cannot continue in sin because the Holy Spirit will convict you. When he convicts you, you know there's an issue. When you know there's an issue, you go back to him and say, God, this is what you said. You said I shouldn't do this. I'm struggling with this. Lord, how do I move from this position into the, to what you said I am? 
The reason why I'm saying that is in the next few months, over the next few years, there's going to be a move of God. But those who are going to be part of that move are only going to be people who are spirit-filled, who were led by the Spirit of God. This cannot be, this is not to be pretended. You can't pretend it. You will be exposed. This is not a revival. This is a reformation. There's a reformation coming. A reformation where Satan is going to come against the church like he has never done it before. He's going to come against Christians like he has never done it before. But you have to choose whose side you are on. Being born again is just the means to say you can now understand God. The flesh cannot understand the spirit, correct? So unless you have the spirit, God cannot tell you what to do. So what he will tell you may be different to what he's going to tell me. Because he knows what he wants to deal with in your life. But the truth of the matter is if I'm walking in the spirit, right, he will begin to expose me to me. That's why Paul will write that I am the worst of all sinners. Because the more he walked with God, the more he saw his sinfulness. I, I know that the church has been talking about miracles and things like that. But when you really look at John chapter 2 verse 23 and 24, I need you to read this. Because I'm going to close with this. I, I've, cut, I've cut it short because... I believe there's a time that we need to get serious with God. John 23, 24. The Bible says many believed in his name. But Jesus did not commit himself to them because he knew where they stood. And many preachers don't read those scriptures. That you may say you believe, but the question is, is Jesus committed to you? Because he knows your heart. He knows what's going on. We can't play games with this thing anymore. The nations are raging against God. Everything that they're doing in Europe right now is anti-God. The old LGBT, the gay, the lesbian thing is anti-God. The whole corruption in Nigeria is anti-God. And, and preachers are involved in the scandals. And we think that, oh, we're praising them. But you'll be surprised when you get to heaven that there are many preachers who may not even make it. And even those who do make it be somewhere like slaves. Because they've received the glory of men instead of the glory of God. They've received honor from men instead of receiving honor from God. So if you're going to walk with God, you might as well take it seriously. Now there's one thing I want to close on as, I, as, as we close this, as I close this session. God said this, he said, many people use the name of Jesus all the time and they kept on saying the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. But we make a mistake. God said, I exalt my word above the name of Jesus. So how can you use the name of Jesus without actually understanding his word? How can you use the name of Jesus when God says, I exalt my word above the name of Jesus? You, many people don't read the Bible. They don't spend time in it. They think it's just something that we do. It's not something that we do. It's not something that we are. You know, when I, people who came on Friday, I, I said that we are meant to be a priesthood. Am I, am I right? I said God called us to be priests. There's no more intermediaries between man and God. And many of us are still seeking men to be intermediaries between us and God. 
and, and, and you're getting secondhand information you're, you're getting secondhand clothing and, and you're glorying in secondhand clothing he said that's the man of God it, the testimonies I hear some now is kind of repulsive oh uh, when I said something in, in this man of God's name and in this man of God's name something happened that is foolishness God is calling us out of, out of the world into a new kingdom. And there's a kingdom he wants us to see. That is why every Christian should study three books at least. Every Christian should study the book of Romans carefully. Every Christian should study the book of Hebrews carefully. And everybody should study the book of Revelations carefully. Because the book of Romans deals with your past. The book of Hebrews deals with your present. The book of Revelations deals with your future. And until you study those books in depth, you can never truly be free. God is calling us to something different. In my, 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 my nephew is in, in a choir in his church, in, in one of the churches. He's, he said to me, oh, uh, we, we just come and we play. And I said, and I said Don't, doesn't your pastor spend time with you, talk to you about? He says, no. In, in my church, if you're not spirit-filled, you can't play. I don't care how gifted you are. If God wants us to play music, then He will give us a gifted, spirit-filled person. If you're not spirit-filled, you can't play. You can't play. We would rather just clap our hands and not even sing if we don't have to. Are you with me? Because it's, it's I want to know that you're going to make heaven. I, I want to know that you're going to be there. I want to know that you were walking on the same journey. It's only then that we can truly agree. If you're not going there, why are you wasting your time? There's a day coming and we talk about it, those who are in technology, those, those who are studying technology, you will know that everything has been set in place for the Antichrist to be revealed and yet the church is still sleeping. God is saying, look, it's time for you to wake up, come out of amongst them. I wanted to preach, I wanted to preach prosperity when I got saved. I really wanted to preach. I, I thought I was working in a bank and, and, and I had the path. I, I was ready for it. I had the suits. I had the coverings to match. I had everything ready just to preach that message. And God says, no, you're going to preach salvation. I said, how can you ask me to preach salvation about all the things in the Bible? Salvation. Who cares about salvation? And my friends and my, my friends, people that have been saved before I got saved, they used to say, oh, it's just because you're an evangelist. It's just because you're an evangelist. When I said, oh, this man of God was wrong in what he did, uh, they say, oh, you're criticizing men of God. I said, this is what the Bible says. He's not preaching from the Bible. He's just preaching to your emotions, to your feelings, and he's damning you. He's damning you. There are many people who are damned right now in this nation, in the world. Blinded, deceived, deluded, thinking that God is just, I can play with God. You cannot play with God. God is a judge. He's a love, but he's also a judge. And he will judge every person who rejects the love of Jesus. He will judge them. They will stand before him. And you cannot give an excuse. You cannot sit and say, oh, I was born in Nigeria. He will show you Daniel. He will show you Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You cannot sit and say, oh, uh, somebody oppressed me. He will show you Joseph. You cannot say you're poor. He will show you Esther. You cannot say that, oh, my tribe has never done this before. He will show you every single person who is in the Bible who has gone through what you've gone through. 
That's why he says we have witnesses. We have a cloud of witnesses who have come before us. This is the reason why he's calling us out of the world into a new relationship with him. Sin will break you. Lying will break you. I am passionate about this. I told the crew on, on, on Friday, I had a job and I, and I lied on my CV to get the job. I lied. Sitting down in the office. Satan said, how can you say you're a Christian and you lied to get a job? I walked up to my boss. I said, I lied and I got sacked. And I had a baby on the way. If you're going to walk with God, walk with God. The days of playing games are over. Satan is going around like a lion seeking who's going to devour he's seeking people to destroy you might as well be on God's side your money won't save you your position won't save you it's only those who are spirit filled who listen to the spirit that will make it on that day Jesus said very early he said it's not everyone who says to me Lord Lord that shall enter my kingdom says those that do the will God called us to obedience he didn't call us to religion he called us to obedience I'm going to close one more I know I've said I'm going to close so many times but I am going to close at some point <laughs> can somebody read for me Matthew chapter 7 verses 13 and 14 I've got time and we're going to do ministry in a minute I want to break I want to break some strong stuff today I get weary when I see people who say they're Christians and they're kind of like dead, they're not passionate. When, when, when he said he was going to pick me up at 7.15, I didn't sleep tonight. I, I didn't sleep at all, not because I was praying, but because I had eaten some italif yesterday and I had a running stomach. Every two, two hours I was getting up and stuff was coming out in the wrong direction. You know, sorry. <laughs> stuff was coming out. And, and so I didn't sleep. But early this morning I began to pray because people think that because you've been preaching for so long that you don't get afraid when you want to preach I still get fear in my heart when I'm preaching because I know I'm handling the word of life I'm very careful I, I don't want to just come and give you stuff I'm handling and one day I'm going to stand before him and give account of the things that I've altered so every time I come and speak anywhere doesn't matter how many times I preach in church or anywhere that I preach I, I, I have to take it very seriously I, I have to know that this is what the Spirit is saying I'm not here to give you knowledge if I give you knowledge then you will go back home and there's no life changing I'm here to give you life it has to be life you need to go back home not thinking about the preacher you need to go back home thinking am I walking with you you need to go back home thinking am I really walking with you Lord on the day that you say to me come and give account without where will I be on the right or on the left can you read enter through the narrow gates for wide is the gate and brother to a road that leads to destruction and many enter through it but small is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to life and only a few find it the gate is the born again that's the gate but after the gate there's a way and the way is the spirit led way it says enter by the narrow gate. It says that many who follow the broad way 
the many who are going with it they they go with it they they, they enjoy it they, they they just they can't see but there's a narrow gate which is difficult to find it's a difficult part it's not an easy part it's a part that is filled with pain and, and agony and, and sorrow and doesn't mean there's no joy in it there's joy because in the midst of the pain there's always going to be joy because I know where I'm going when I lose when I lost money I, I didn't go and sit down and say this is the end of the world I just said you know what God I made a mistake I didn't listen to you I didn't obey you that's why I lost money and that was just it I didn't go sit down and say oh the devil no I have no business with the devil anymore I only have business with my father the devil cannot touch me unless my father gives him permission. Do you know that? Satan cannot touch me unless my father gives him permission. So I have no business with the devil. The only thing I need to deal with the devil is when I want to see someone saved, I rebuke the devil for the salvation of someone else. But for my salvation, for my work, I have no business with the devil. There's no curse upon me. No one can curse me. No one can curse me. No one can touch me. If somebody touches me, it's because God has permitted it. So I don't go, oh, oh, the devil is a liar. I'll burn my enemies. I, I, I've only got one enemy, it's the devil. But as long as I'm walking with God, the devil cannot touch me. Do, are you, do you understand that? When, I, when, when the devil touches me, it is because God has given him permission. Which means that I don't deal with the devil. I go back to the Father. Father, speak to me. What have I done wrong? Or Father, speak to me. What is my disobedience? Or what is it I'm supposed to do? That is how I think. I don't think, oh, woe is me. My, my life is, I don't have any money. I don't live by that anymore. I live by, my, I, have a, I, have a, I, have a, I have a relationship with the Father. Sometimes I get it wrong and I wander my own way. But in his mercy he brings me back to where I should be that is the spirit led life that's why I don't get confused about tithing that's why I don't get confused about the man of God people come up to me and say oh I've got a prophecy for you I listen to it but then I weigh it up I sit and look at the scriptures does this prophecy fit in with what God has said if it doesn't, I throw it away. It doesn't matter who you are. You've got to decide in the tribe. Are you going to go with God? Or are you going to do the same thing that everyone else is doing? Become maybe a mega church or thousands of people. Man of God syndrome. Yet people are perishing. Got six billion, seven billion people in this earth. And yet there are people who have never heard about Jesus before. And some of you have never even taken the time out to go and preach the gospel. Taking time out of your holidays. You know, I don't know how many holidays you have. Maybe four weeks. You sit down and say, you know what? Two weeks out of my holiday. I'm just going to give it up. I'm going to go do some kind of mission. Maybe, maybe somewhere I'm going to do something because I'm passionate about God. There's a next generation coming. A new breed of Christians who are sold out to God, who are truly spirit-filled. And they don't chase after miracles. Miracles follow them. Can I ask you just before why? Being born again is just a means to have God communicate with you what his will is the choice is still yours to obey it and if you choose not to obey it you will perish 
Oh, God understands. He understands that you do not rely on the finished work of Calvary to set you free from sin. I have some friends who are not Christians and they, they're into fornication a lot. Sometimes they just pick up the phone and try and justify the action. One of my friends said to me, Oh, but uh, one of the girls that he sleeps with, he paid us school fees. He was trying to justify his position. He said, No, you didn't, you didn't pay us school fees because you wanted to pay us school fees. You paid us school fees because you were sleeping with her. stood there and thought you said it when I'm around some of my friends know that there's certain things that they won't do I, I won't go to there's certain events I just will not attend there's certain programs I won't watch anymore I just won't watch them anymore now I, I, am I on the journey am I there yet no I'm not but I'm on the journey I'm on the journey of learning to serve those who are lesser than me in status. I, it's not easy to, 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 to serve people that you are better than both financially, knowledge-wise, but you have to serve them. This is, this is part of my own humility. And it's not false humility. Not, I'm not serving you because I, I know you've got a good voice, right? I don't have a good voice. So I, I'm now befriend you, be nice to you so that you can come into my ministry and lead worship. So I, I'm kind of, so I say to you, you know, you should come over and then, then I, I draw you over and then once you're in my ministry, I now begin to dictate what kind of nonsense is that? Don't you know it's my ministry? That is not the reason. I need to be working with you for God wants to, to do in you and through you. And you may be, we may be, we, we may walk together for a season, but once God says it's time to let you go, I recognize I didn't die on the cross for you. I recognize that you belong to Jesus. I recognize that God wants to send you somewhere. So I'm, I'm not the one letting you go. I'm just letting myself go because I don't want to be a curse because I've become a stumbling block for you. And you may have one ten thousand. I, You know, I keep on saying this. I don't care if people that I meant to have 10,000 or 20,000. It makes no difference to me. Because at the end of the day, I've got a job description. And God is going to mark me against my job description. He's not going to mark me against yours. I've got to show, if he says to me, that well, you need to win 10,000 people, yeah? And I win 909,000, no, 9999, nine, 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 whatever. Okay, whatever. We, we get the idea, right? Right? And I'm short of one. And somebody else, God said, I need you to win 100. And they won 100. Who gets the recommendation? The person who did the 100%. I'm going to be marked against my job description. You're going to be marked against your job description. So I can't preach what God has told someone else to preach. I can only preach what he has asked me to preach. And if God brings me into a relationship with a church, some churches, I, I don't go to some places because God said, I don't want you to go there. Listen, if I really, really wanted to have a mega church, there's certain people in England that I know, I would just bring them and I, I put their poster on the billboard. Oh, this person is coming or, or that person is coming. And people will pack the church. And God says, of what meaning is that? You really think I, I brought you to church just to make a name for yourself? Being born of the Spirit of God means you've been submitted to the Lordship of Jesus. And it doesn't matter whether things are good or whether things are bad, you follow that path. I, I want to pray as we 
some of you maybe you've heard something today you now understand that being born again was just the first step it's not the only step it's just the first step People tell you to do stuff, and, and, and some, some people use these words, let's put Christianity aside. Yeah? Have you heard those words before? No, no, just, listen, stop being a fool. You know, did you kill Jesus? Stop. Don't, don't take this Jesus thing on your head. Don't, 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 don't. You better take it on your head. Everything I do stems from Jesus. Before I'm a Nigerian, before I, I'm a man, before I'm a Christian, So when I first, after I discovered my sinful nature, I'm going to tell you how I now overcame sin. And then there was this movement, you know, you know, singles club. So somebody invited me to a singles club one day, and I, there were many beautiful girls. God have mercy. Um, just, uh, and, then, and they would come up to me, and they'll, they'll say, you know, ah, bro, you know, I, I had, a, I had a nice car, you know. It's like, like a black man, you know, it's gotta, the first thing you've got to show you who you are is by your car. So you, you and also being a Nigerian, you've got to have a nice car. It's very important for status. Three things I think define Nigerians, your shoes, your car, and your watch. All right. So, so I had a nice car. I walked in and, and the girls kept on tight. The girls, uh, I know you may think that I'm a bit older right now, but man, I used to move mountains. <laughs> and, 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 but, but, but. I was afraid. I was literally afraid. And, and they would come and they would say, oh, okay, I mean, I, I say, no, 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 I'm, I'm going out to evangelize. And as soon as I say, I'm going out to evangelize, everybody, people just be dropping. <laughs> because they, and it saved me. That really helped me. So now I, I, I'm going out to evangelize. And all of a sudden, people just, you know, just drop like a button. So he saved me. And then I began to understand and I remember the day that Lord really set me free from this thing I was trying to worship at home I was trying to pray and God said you can't pray today you can't worship today because you need to confess all the women you had been with and there was tears in my eyes I was weeping myself silly I looked at all the women that I had hurts, lied to, been dishonest with. And God said, the people that you lied to were people who were made in my own image and you hurt them. I began to understand that everything that I do against any human being, Christian or non-Christian, it hurts God. Whether they hate me or not, I began to realize how important people are to God. That's why the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Yet God so loved the world, God so loved people. And you see that in the scriptures, people who are marginalized. He ministered to Nicodemus in chapter 3. We know the name of Nicodemus. In chapter 4, he ministers to a woman that we don't know. Do you not know? Don't you think they knew the name of the woman? But why didn't they write the name of the woman? Because they wanted to show that Jesus would minister to the significant, but he would also minister to the nobody. We get very choosy how we behave. That's why when my when my wife and I get into a disagreement, I have to humble myself and say, God, am I right? Am I wrong? I have to gracefully correct when it is time, but 
but I also have to gracefully accept my own mistakes. I don't know where you are in the journey of faith. I don't know what God is saying to you today. But I do know there are people in this room who are not in a right relationship with Jesus and God is calling you to that place today. It's not the knowledge of the Bible that will save you. It's your obedience to the Spirit who uses the Scriptures to teach you. That is what will save you. So don't start saying, I'm born again. I'm going to heaven. Born again just gives you the opportunity to understand and listen to the voice of God. It is your obedience to the Spirit of God that ensures that you get there. Holy Spirit, I, I don't know what you want to do right now. But in this place, you're, you're touching hearts of people coming to an understanding of their attitude towards you. If you're not in a right relationship with Jesus today, you want to get right with him today, I want you to put your hand up. You, you know things are not, you're doing stuff that you're not supposed to do. You're engaging in stuff. It could be anything, male or female. You could be lying, you could be stealing, you could be fornicating, you could be lost. You could be doing stuff that you know Jesus doesn't want to do. Today he wants to set you free. Just put your hand up because we want to do business with God. You want to be free. You really want to walk with God, the spirit-led life. Put your hand up and say, you know what, now I understand that I'm supposed to live a different type of life. I'm supposed to show the world. Just put your hand up and say, you know what, Jesus, today I, I recognize that I need to get out of my old ways into this new life. And so put your hand up wherever you are. Say to Jesus, I really want to surrender. Don't think about who is looking at me or who is, who is, who is, um, who, what people, it's irrelevant. People's personal opinions are, are irrelevant. You just want to get right with God. Don't, don't be too proud. Don't be arrogant. Don't think, oh, don't they know who I am? It's better for you to be right with God on the day. Today is a good day. The day that the Lord wants to set you free. Just put your hand up. Just put it up wherever. I want to see those hands. If Jesus was naked for you, what would it cost for you to stand up for him and say, you know what, I want to surrender. I want to get out of the old life. I want to get into a new life. Jesus was naked. He was stuck naked. He was beaten. He was pierced for your sake. We've got to get out of this. So just stand up wherever you are. We want to pray for you in a minute. Just stand up. Don't look at anybody else because I walk the arm. Today, the Lord is saying, I'm going to set you free from the power of sin. I'm going to set you free from rebellion. I'm going to set you free from all the things that you've been you've, you've engaged yourself in. You know, this is the day that God says, enough is enough. You're not going back to the old ways. You're going into a new way. I want you to say to the Lord this, this afternoon, Dear Lord Jesus, I am sorry for not believing what I should have believed. Lord, from today, I really want to commit my heart to you. I want to surrender completely. I want to really walk with you. I don't want to live by public opinions. I want, I want to live by that holy standard that you have set. Lord, I want to be, I want to be set free. I want to be set free from sin. I want to be set free from rebellion. I want to be set free from all the things that men have offered me, the things that the world has offered me. Jesus, I'm repenting. I'm, I'm saying I'm sorry. I'm, I, my, my standing up this very moment is an acknowledgement that I need your grace. I need your mercy. I need your love. I need your, I need your power to work in me. I don't want to be proud. I don't want to be arrogant. I don't want to be anything other than what you want me to be, Lord Jesus. Hear my prayer. 
say no to sin say from today Lord I'm saying no to sin I'm saying no to rebellion I'm saying no to dishonesty from today Lord I'm walking with you thank you Jesus hallelujah can you guys can you guys look at me for a minute your sins are forgiven God 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 has accepted you but the one thing I'm gonna the three things I normally tell people you need to get baptized that's your first sign of obedience you need to get baptized in water that's your first sign of obedience the first sign of obedience is get baptized the second thing is you need to get a Bible you need to read it they said I, I can teach you stuff but if you're not reading it's a waste of time that's because direct communication if you don't understand it, just get into it and, and, and the third thing is you need to go and tell someone when you leave here you know what God God has done something in my life I'm no longer going back to the ways of the world you just tell them you know I'm following Jesus now wholeheartedly I'm, I'm going to follow Jesus wholeheartedly Father I want to thank you just stretch your hands towards them can I get a few people around them just to lay hands upon them just get a few people to stand up and just all over this go around to someone and stand with them just get move and stand with some of them just if you lay your hands upon them Satan is not gonna have these ones Satan you lose in the name of Jesus Satan you lose you have no dominion we command the power of God we command the spirit of God we command the word of God we command the truth of God in the name of Jesus from now on you will be set free can I have someone come and stand with her come guys I, I need you to need you to move just lay your hands and, and, and just bless them right now hallelujah lay your hands and bless them yeah, hallelujah just lay your hands and bless them and say Satan you have no dominion over this person Satan you have no dominion over this person the blood of Jesus is speaking on your behalf the blood speaks your your sins are forgiven your sins are forgiven your sins are forgiven the grace of God is working in your life hallelujah 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 you can log on to thetribelagos.com or email us at hello at thetribelagos.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter on The Tribe Lagos. God bless.